Deep breath in, deep breath out. Welcome back to the Hindsight Podcast. I'm John, aka the Bully. Why you bullying me? It is Monday, June 14th. Hopefully, you're having an absolutely amazing day. Hopefully, your weekend was absolutely splendid. Hopefully, all your dreams came true in the matter of 48 hours. I don't know, something like that. But hopefully, today, you're having a great day. My day? Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, where do I start? I can proudly announce. After six and a half, just about seven weeks of of back and forth, of discourse, stress, not really that stressful, but annoyance, frustration, I can now come to you proudly and say, we got him, or her, technically we got her, <laughs> Athena is officially in my driveway, yes, we can all cheer and clap and all that good jazz, yes, keep it going, keep it going, thank you, thank you, yes, it's great, although the journey is technically really isn't complete or really over just yet, like, I still have to wait for the dude to freaking send me the title of the car so I can register it. So, like, I can't even really drive the car. <laughs> but at least I have it, right? That's the important thing. The important thing is that I have it. It's in my possession. I know that it's here. I just gotta wait for this freaking title. And it's like, it shouldn't... Really, I should have got the title yesterday when I got the car. Because, like, it's been... It's almost seven weeks. Like, he should have already had the title. He really should have had the title from the second the car was purchased from auction. I know it doesn't work like that all the time. Usually it's like a week, maybe two weeks. But it's been six freaking weeks. You should have the title by now. So, you know, hopefully it should come this week. Hopefully before the end of this week I should have the car all registered and all that good jazz. And, uh, yeah, I'll be able to actually drive the car and actually that kind of caused a bit of a problem yesterday when i picked it up so we picked the car up from the mechanic right because if you remember a couple days ago i said that he put us on with the mechanic that we can get go get the car fixed since he hadn't done anything on the freaking car and so we did that the car was fixed in literally a day and a half like <laughs> Which is so annoying. <laughs> like, not annoying that it got fixed so quickly. It's annoying that that's how quickly it took to get it fixed. And yet I had to wait seven weeks for that. But besides the point. So either way, we went to the mechanic. We picked it up. Uh, and like we were trying to call the guy to get like a test drive plate or a dealer's uh, temporary tag or something like that. So I can, like, legally drive the car. I could technically legally drive the car. Technically. But not technically, if you get what I'm saying. Like, it's just... it's 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 It causes problems if you're driving without a tag, obviously. Uh, but, like, tried calling him. Dude didn't answer. Mechanic tried calling him. Dude didn't answer. Eventually, my dad was just like, alright, it'll be fine. He'll just drive behind me and... I shouldn't drive too quickly so that way he can stay close, closer behind me so no one to get in between us. And then hopefully, hopefully, we shouldn't have any problems, right? And 
like I've said before, it's about an hour, 15, hour 30 from there to my house. Well, from the car lot to my house. The mechanic was about five-ish minutes further from the car lot. So about an hour, 20-ish minutes uh, to drive home from there. It's a pretty long distance. And of course, it's many towns over. So we have to take the interstate, two different interstates to be exact, in order for us to get home, right? Now, it's like, okay. <laughs> Firstly, having to drive somewhat slow on the interstate freaking sucks because like everyone's just going around me <laughs> and it's like i'm literally going the bottom floor of the speed limit right so it's like i'm not going illegally slow like i'm just going like right on the speed limit which is 65 but usually on the interstate at least in georgia it is the case that you can drive about 15 to 20 miles over the speed limit on the interstate at least not anywhere else no <laughs> if you do that anywhere else you get a super speeder but on the interstate you can do that and the police won't really worry about you as long as traffic is generally moving at that speed right so if everyone's going fast it's a-okay if traffic is tight and you're speeding and bobbing and weaving they'll pull you over but if everyone's moving you're good and so like it just sucks having to go on the speed limit and literally everyone around you is going like 75 to 80 miles per hour. Also, I could tell the car, bro. The car, just, it wanted to take off, bro. It was, it, was, it was crying to me, bro. It was like, yo, hit the gas. I'm like, I can't. Not yet. I want to, but I can't. She wanted to go fast, but it wasn't time yet. You got to ease into it anyway. New relationship. You know, it's kind of good. You got to ease into stuff when you're new. <laughs> but... Either way, I wasn't going illegally slow, and yeah, it's annoying people going around you, but it is what it is. The main idea was that, you know, don't want to do anything too crazy. Don't want to draw attention to yourself because you're driving without a tag. And, like, driving without a tag on normal roads usually isn't that big of a deal. Usually police will leave you alone for the most part because they, they assume you're just going, like, a short distance, presumably. But if you're on the interstate, driving without a tag is problematic, Right? So, like, just don't draw attention to yourself. My dad's standing behind me. So, like, you know, people kind of, like, not necessarily blocking the view because he can't stay right up on me. It's dangerous at that speed. So, you know, we're, we're making our way downtown, walking fast. <laughs> but, you know, I'm in the furthest right lane, right? That's just a slow lane. And the main goal was just make it to my exit because then i'll be on normal roads and i'll be safe generally safe right i'll be out of i'll be generally in the clear right and so as i'm going down i'm maybe like a mile or two away from the exit okay and of course i'm passing another exit and where there's an exit there's usually an entrance ramp and there's an entrance ramp and so because of that that creates a new furthest right lane, right? And so as I'm coming down, I look in my side mirror, and there's a car coming down uh, the entrance ramp, and behind that car is a police officer. And I'm like, oh, my freaking Christ, please. <laughs> I'm like, please have mercy. <laughs> and so I'm keeping pace with the car that just came off the entrance ramp, right? 
and like the police officer was really getting close up on that dude i'm like he definitely wants to get behind me i know he wants to get behind me i could see it in his eyes where he has that get behind you energy right and so <laughs> eventually the cop slows down gets behind my dad then goes one lane over speeds up and then squeezes in between my dad and I, I'm like, okay, that's it. Like, because there's no reason for him to do that unless he's going to pull me over. Lo and behold, 30 seconds later, turns his lights on, get a little whoop, whoop. <laughs> and I pull over to the shoulder. And it was just so annoying because, like, I could literally see my exit. Like, just right off in the disc, like, less than a mile away. <laughs> it was right, I was that close to making it that close. Ah, oh, it's so annoying. But either way, he pulls me over. Uh, my dad pulls over as well in front of me. And, uh, you know, he comes up to the window. He asks, like, hey, you know, no, he's going to have a tag. Did you just buy the car? I'm like, yep, yeah, I just bought the car. I'm just now taking it home. Uh, I'm like, I have the bill of sale to prove that. The thing was, though, <laughs> they I did have the bill of sale, I just... I personally just did not have the bill of sale. It was in my dad's truck, right? And so, thankfully, my dad pulled over as well. So I was like, okay, yeah, see that truck in front? Just pulled over in front of us. Like that's my dad, and like the bill of sale is in there. So you can like go talk to him. He'll give you the bill of sale. Shows you just bought the car, whatnot. And uh, I give him my ID. He's like, okay, but do you have insurance on this car? I'm like, yep, I have it insured. He's like, all right, I'll be right back. So he goes to my dad. I talk to him real quick. He gives him the bill of sale. He comes back. He's like, he said, my dad or your dad said that you have the insurance uh, on your phone. And I'm like, yes, I do. Because, you know, I have virtual insurance cards because it's freaking 2021. Like, if you're carrying a physical insurance card, that's get with the time, bro. <laughs> and so, yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. No, 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 no. John, don't get sidetracked. Continuing. <laughs> I told this popped in my head, but it's completely off topic. We'll get there later. And so I, I go to pull it up, and, like, it was just taking its time to load, right? So he said he's going to go back to his uh, cruiser real quick, run some stuff, you know, to make sure the car isn't actually stolen or anything like that. And uh, when he gets back, he said, just show me the insurance when I get back, and, you know, we'll go on from there. And I was like, cool, that's great, I got you. And so while he was gone... My app was just not loading at all. I was like, yo, this is whack. Why is it not loading? So I tried going to my browser. Also wasn't loading. And I had full bars, bro. Full bars. But it just did not want to load. My phone was just like, nah, bro. This is on you, bro. Good luck. <laughs> so I'm going to head out, bro. My service said, I'm going to head out. Good luck with this one, chief. You got this. Like, <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, usually, so like, when I have my insurance card, they're, they're virtual, yes, and I add them to my Apple wallet. So I don't need service to pull it up. It's just stored in my Apple wallet. But I didn't do that yet. So like, the insurance in my Apple wallet is my old insurance card. So I couldn't show him that because it wouldn't, it wouldn't be correct. It wouldn't show that I have this car insured. So I had my old car insured. And so like, I'm like, dang. <laughs> and I sit back in my chair. I'm like, bro, I wonder how much my bail is going to be. <laughs> I was 
like, yo, I'm, I'm so done. <laughs> oh, man. So the cop comes back. And, like, I explained to him, I'm like, yo, like, I don't have service. But, like, I swear to you, I have this car insured. I insured it on Monday. Like, I promise you, I'm not lying. <laughs> and he was like, okay, I'll give you benefit of the doubt. Like, I'll believe you. Like, I believe that you, you know, insured it. You know, just be safe. You don't want to get any trouble. And if you're actually lying to me and you get into an accident, you're going to get in a lot of trouble for not having insurance on that stuff. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, I promise you I have it insured. It's just not loading right now. And I don't have it in my wallet. And he's like, yeah, you're fine. I'm not going to write you a ticket like that. You're free to go. And so, you know, made our way home. And there was no problems from there to home. And it was a 25-minute drive from there to home. Passed by a couple of cops, no problem. Like I said, when you're on, like, regular roads, they don't really sweat it. But, like, the entire experience was just so stressful. Like, not just getting pulled over, but just the whole drive from picking up the car to going home was just a nightmare of stress because of the fact that I could get pulled over. And then, luckily, I got a pretty nice cop, so he wasn't you know, making a big hoopla about it. But had it been a different cop who was having a bad day, could have had problems, especially with me not being able to pull it up because I forgot to put it in my freaking Apple wallet. But, <laughs> but like, it was, it was easily the first time in a long time, at least, that mental stress made me physically tired because like when i got home i was exhausted <laughs> like absolutely burnt out and it was funny too because like my dad was even more exhausted from the stress of the drive than i was like he said he was on the phone with my mom as we were driving back and my mom asked him why he sounded so tired on the phone and he said it's because of the stress of trying to get home without an incident, which is wearing him out. I'm like, dude, you're telling me? Like, imagine how I feel being the one behind the wheel of this car. <laughs> like, it was stressful. It was exhaustingly stressful. But, uh, hey, she's here. We got her in the driveway. I'm excited. I'm happy. There's still things to do. Like I said, gotta get her registered. That's one. She also definitely needs, like, a deep cleaning on the inside and on the outside because, like, the person who brought her to the car auction uh, did not take care of her at all. Pretty sad to see. But uh, that's a bunch of dirt inside the car. A bit of a, a mess inside the car a little bit. The carpets are pretty dirty. A lot of dust and uh, some of the very untouched areas. A little dirt in a couple places. The outside just needs a good washing. A little bit of loving elbow grease that we could wipe down. You know, might take a little bit to do. Maybe an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours. You clean it all the way up. But that's a commitment that I am willing to take because I want to see this car glistening. And I assure you, she'll be glistening. And she'll be ready to stunt on these hoes. Give it a week, bro. <laughs> I'm just very happy to finally have the car in my possession at the very least. You guys have been following along this entire mess of her journey from the day of the accident to buying the car and finding the car all that stuff so like hopefully you can share in the happiness that it's almost completely over but the biggest hurdle has been crossed which is finally physically possessing the car everything else that happened today not important that's the most important thing i have to talk about <laughs> 
<laughs> so let's get into the episode. So, somewhat related to movies and movie talk, but not necessarily completely related to movies, but it's, it's a connection there. Uh, there's a new game trailer that dropped uh, yesterday, two days ago, Saturday for me, or for everyone, Saturday, it was always Saturday for everybody, I don't know why I said it like that, but... <laughs> But it was a, a game trailer for an Avatar game, right? I'm talking about, like, Avatar, you know, like, the, the blue people, Avatar, not Avatar The Last Airbender. That would be a good game. I think they already released an Avatar game, The Last Airbender, and it was trash. But, you know, new technology might be a good one. Either way, <laughs> they released a trailer for the Avatar game, and the game looked kind of interesting, somewhat-ish, but, like, the trailer didn't actually show any gameplay or any official gameplay, uh, and it's, like, it's being produced by Ubisoft, and it's a licensed movie game, so, honestly, the game is probably gonna be trash, but, <laughs> at least, like I said, the trailer was pretty dope, but, uh, how it kind of relates to movies is that I have somewhat of a secret, uh, and it's a shame that I can say this, but, uh, especially as a lover of movies, someone who is committed to the genre, not the genre, but to the, the movie scene, but, uh, I've never seen Avatar in its entirety, that's the caveat, in its entirety, right, I mean, it's a very long movie, for one, <laughs> but, I mean, like, that really isn't a problem for me, at least nowadays it wouldn't be, I have no problem watching long movies, but you know, bear in mind, the movie came out in 2012, I think, 2011, something like that, I can't, I can't lie to you guys, I gotta look it up, bro, oh, my browser's closed, I'm not gonna do that, <laughs> but it came out a while back, when I was younger, and, uh, the thing is, though, I've seen the last half of the movie, and the last half of the movie, in terms of length, is like the length of a regular movie, so, like, it, I've seen, like, part two, essentially, of Avatar, and I watched it when I was in Columbus, uh, kind of in reference to Saturday's episode of Tales from Columbus, uh, but I went over to my neighbor EJ's house, you know, my best friend, my, uh, back there in Columbus, and he was watching the movie. Uh, when it came come out on uh, Blu-ray, his family got the movie, and he was watching it. And uh, when I went over there, he was about halfway through, and so I just watched the rest of it with him, and kind of you know deduced what happened at the beginning of the movie with his uh, somewhat shoddy explanation. <laughs> but because you know the first half of the movie is just going to be a setup for the second half of the movie, which I've already seen. I kind of just don't feel inspired to watch the full movie. I might. If they ever, finally ever, complete Avatar 2, I will watch the entirety of the movie before I watch that, because I will definitely watch the second one. I have to. But, like, <laughs> until then, I'm probably not going to. You know what I'm saying? But at least, like I said, I know what happens. Like, that's the important thing. But the crazy thing, though, is that Avatar is still the highest grossing movie of all time, right? With Avengers uh, Endgame, Avengers Endgame specifically, being the only other movie to come threateningly close to beating it out. Less than $100 million off 
uh, which sounds like a lot of money, but we're talking in terms of billions of dollars. So like a couple million, tens of millions as jump change in, in that aspect, right? But like the crazier thing to me is that this means the fact that, you know, Disney produced Avatar and obviously Avengers Endgame, they are the owners of the two highest grossing movies of all time. These two movies alone have netted Disney over $5 billion in just movie tickets. That's just box office, right? So that's not including merch sales, DVD and Blu-ray sales. Like, all that's, it's just mind-boggling to me, right? Because Disney has, like, a theoretical monopoly over the entire movie industry, right? And it's not even close. But, like, it's not a literal legal monopoly, so no one can really do anything about it in, like, legal terms. But, like, the top 10 highest-grossing movies of all times, right? Of all times. Of all time, right? Out of the top 10, Disney owns eight of them, right? And then Age of Ultron is the 11th highest, and Black Panther is the 12th highest. They literally dominate the entire movie. Actually, on the list, because I have a screenshot of the list on my iPad, on the list of the highest grossing movies, the top 20 movies, top 20 highest grossing of all time, Disney has produced 16 of them. <laughs> there are only four movies on this list that is not from Disney, and technically, that's not even completely true, because Disney bought Fox last year, and Fox produces, wait, do they produce that Warner Brothers? No, yeah, it's Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox Studios, they produce Fast and the Furious, or Fast and Furious. So now Disney technically owns Fast and Furious, and Fast and Furious holds two of the top 20 spots. But, like, I don't necessarily account that to Disney because they didn't own them when those two movies came out. So, you know, it doesn't technically count, but now they technically own that property, that IP, right? But, like, looking at this list, I realized they have a genius, like, money-generating strategy, right? Because, check this out. So, the original Lion King, the animated Lion King, like, that is the 30th highest grossing movie. But the live-action version is the 4th highest. And the original Beauty and the Beast isn't on this top 200 list, but the live-action version is the 17th highest. And the original Aladdin is also not on this list, but the live-action remake is the 38th highest. Like, they are just like... <laughs> it's a cash cow right there, just remaking their old classics. And besides all that, most of the movies that populate the entirety of this top 200 list are from franchises that Disney has bought and not even created themselves. Like, the MCU has a bunch of movies on here, Star Wars, Pirates of the Caribbean, the entire series is on this list, and I guess technically now, Fast and Furious can be added to that list of what they have purchased and not created themselves. So, like, Disney is pretty much actually creating a movie monopoly, and they're doing it in such an aggressive way, like, it's insane. Because, like, most production companies aren't going to sell a franchise that is making them money, right, such as Fast and Furious, or what, what did I to know? MCU, like when Marvel Studios was its own company, they were making money from making those movies. They wouldn't sell off 
you know, that franchise. And so instead of doing that, Disney just buys the entire company. Because, like, <laughs> like, if you look, oh, check this out, check this out. If you look at the purchase of Fox Studios, right, it is very coincidental that they made that purchase as phase three of the MCU was coming to a close. And so they were just starting to work on phase four. And phase four is supposed to be a whole new start in the MCU, you know, with the... Well, okay, I'm not going to spoil anything. You probably already know by now. But with how things ended <laughs> with Endgame and with how things are going to proceed, you know, it's a, it's a new start for the MCU. It's a new uh, story arc for the entire universe. And so it would be really great for Disney and Marvel to be able to include X-Men characters in this new arc since they already have Wanda in uh, they have Wanda in the MCU and Wanda in terms of MCU is technically the creator of mutants, right? So like it would be great to have her or to have the X-Men or X-Men characters in the MCU, especially with how WandaVision went down. But the thing is, the X-Men franchise franchise uh, is or was owned by Fox Studio. And then Disney just bought the entirety of Fox Studios. So now they own the intellectual property of Fox Studios, which includes the X-Men franchise. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Like, it could be a coincidence, but that is... Very convenient timing for that to happen. I don't know. It's kind of sus, in my opinion. I don't know. Just a little, a little sketchy. And also, it's like... It's somewhat strange to me, looking at this list, that like the live-action remakes of their classics make so much money, like, in the billions. Like... Because they honestly low-key suck. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, though, I have not seen... The Beauty and the Beast remake, so I can't talk on that. I, I've heard it was good, but like I'm, that's hearing from people that think everything Disney puts out is absolutely amazing. So I can't really take that opinion. And am I ever gonna actually watch it? Probably not. So <laughs> can't really talk on that. But I can say that the Lion King remake was garbage. The Aladdin remake was simply disgraceful. And Aladdin is one of my absolute favorite Disney movies. One of my favorite Disney characters in general from the classic, like, Disney animated movies. Aladdin easily tops the list for me. And what they did to that movie was despicable. The fact that they called that Aladdin disgusting. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's uh, whatever. I mean, I guess, I guess a plausible reason... For like the remakes making so much money, is that all of the kids that watched those movies, like when we were younger, like we're now grown up and a lot of them have kids of their own. So like that kind of almost doubles their profit just off the bat of like those kids who are now adults going to see the movie and them taking their kids with them. And then also like those of us who don't have kids. Like, we still watch the movies for the nostalgia factor. Because it's like, ah, oh, look at this. It's freaking Aladdin. 
in the modern day and you go spend your money on the ticket and it's freaking garbage, but <laughs> it's whatever. It's nostalgia. It makes us feel young again. I mean, I'm still pretty young. It makes you feel nine again. That's what I think was my first hot movie. Like nine or eight, something like that. But like, the thing with like the whole movie monopoly is like, there is nothing that anyone can do because like they will never, they will never have like a full monopoly in legal terms as long as there are still movie studios making movies because that would mean in legal terms that they still have competition despite the fact that in reality those independent studios do not stand a chance against a Disney release. Like, it is a known fact that studios plan their movie releases to specifically not line up with any Disney release because it will destroy their box office potential, right? Like, when Endgame came out, there were theaters that literally canceled showings of other movies so they could have more screens to show Endgame to keep up with the demand of people wanting to see those movies. So like if you release your movie during a Disney movie cycle, you pretty much just want your movie to fail at the box office. Because even if it's a great movie, you will most likely not make any money because the Disney release will dwarf anything that it stands next to. Like, it's just how it is. And, like, as a fan, right, I guess I really can't complain about it. Like, because I'm technically part of the problem. Like, there's nothing I can do as a fan because, like, Disney just keeps buying my favorite franchises. And I'm still going to watch those movies, right? And also, like, in terms of them buying up franchises, to be fair to Disney they usually do a pretty good job with those franchises in terms of, like, new releases and new movies. Like, the movies that they put out are usually pretty good. Like, because Disney, they, you know, for one, they've mastered, like, the method of making a movie, of making a good movie, right? And also, it's freaking Disney. Like, they have access to, like, every available possible thing technology movie making technology you can possibly want and they have access to like every single actor in the world because like as an actor from an actor's perspective if disney comes to you like yo hop in this movie you're gonna take it because like <laughs> like that's the opportunity to be in a franchise that could like that's generational wealth right there like generational because like imagine if you were just a regular actor, maybe you've acted in a couple solid movies, and Disney offers you a role in the MCU, you take that role because that is a lifetime role. You will never be replaced. Like <laughs> you, you have like the next ten years of your life, like already planned out financially. The second you sign the contract, as long as you don't do anything stupid. To get canceled, even if you get canceled online, Disney will probably stick with you just for the sake of continuity. Like, that is how it is. Unless you're a director. If you are not physically in the movie, then you gotta watch out what you say. But if you are in the movie, you still gotta watch out what you say. And honestly, Disney, I'm pretty sure Disney, like, brainwashes their actors to, like, always say the right stuff. You should see what they do to their freaking employees at Disney Parks. Like,. <laughs> So, like, I think I might have talked about this before, but uh, 
a woman that I met in rehab, like called my Florida mom, she worked at Disney, like the the Disney Park, not Disney Disney, but Disney Park. She worked uh, in Orlando, right? She worked there, and she worked. Uh, forgot which place she worked at. She worked in one of the restaurants as technically a character as a server, and she also did one of the character, a costume character, or whatever. But like. They, jeez, like <laughs> first of all, they're they're they have some rigorous training for those people. So like they train you on how to like write the signature of the character you're playing because it has to be exactly the same. It has to be perfect every single time. Like, <laughs> and on top of that, like you cannot say anything like outside of like what they allow you to say like it's like of course you have like some freedoms in terms of interacting with people like patrons of the park like you can do stuff to make someone's day you know enjoyable like you've seen those videos of like certain characters interacting with a kid just doing something you know off script or whatever to make a kid deck you can do stuff like that but like there's limits <laughs> some pretty hard limits on what you can do and what you can say like it's 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 whack <laughs> it's absolutely whack but hey in terms of like movie stuff if you're an actor and you get offered a job to be in a disney movie you freaking take that because like it's why not that's money bro so like in terms of disney making good movies with the franchises that they buy, you should expect that because they have access to literally everything in the world. So, like, yeah, I'm going to honestly keep being a part of the problems. I'm going to keep watching these movies. And honestly, as long as they keep releasing good, releasing, as long as they keep releasing good stuff from the franchises that I love, then, you know, honestly, I welcome our new Mickey Mouse overlord. All hail. <laughs> But if you know this episode, if you know the podcast, give it a like, give it a follow, go to all that good jazz, let me know that you like it. Of course, if you like it, share with your friends, share with that one Disney lover who loves Disney and loves talking movies. Bring him here. This is Movie Talk, and we talk in Disney. So yeah, share it with your friends, because good friends, give friends, good things, and you want to be a good friend, so give your friend a good thing. Oh my goodness, if you want to follow me on social media, <laughs> it is at guy without a hat on the IGs, and as always, 8 a.m. Eastern, same time, same place, every single day, and yeah, I hope you have an absolutely amazing day, and I'll see you tomorrow, have a good one.